Good morning, Mrs. Strawberry, and good morning, Mrs. Lonesome. I am your host, Shane Adamchuk, and my guest this episode is a very talented writer, comedian, and improviser, originally from Ontario, Canada, but currently in Glasgow, Kate Hammer. And we are going to be trying to make the world a better place, one word at a time. Our word this week is lonesome. This podcast goes for 25 minutes, but first, as always, it is time for the three-point check and some home truths. Welcome to the show, Kate. How is your head, your heart, and your tummy? Yeah, I'm going to answer that question with three, three, uh, sick, sick, and sick, uh, <laughs> but in a real sick way. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah. No, I think um, my heart feels very uh, interesting. I feel like it's like a, a, a wave pool, like a water park. Yeah. Um, very like unsure, but somewhat contained now. It's like a good place of pandemic to feel um, real weird about stuff, but kind of still feeling a bit of hope and sure. head and uh, stomach always a mess but full of <laughs> very garlicky hummus right now All right. and head also full of very garlicky hummus it's very oh, okay yeah. um so you've you've recently in the last couple of months moved to glasgow have you found a bit of a, a tummy uh, diet adjustment with the delicacies on uh on hand oh, there. Delicacies. That is so yeah. kind <laughs> to the Scottish people. Um, I actually can't eat most of it because I'm gluten intolerant and right. uh, de- dearly anemic. Uh, so it's very hard for me to uh, to eat. I can't eat haggis. They put flour in it, no. which is very – or even – yeah. And also, weird – Glasgow has the most vegan restaurants per capita in the world, apparently. No way. Right? Really? Why Glasgow? Yeah, and that all my friends, right. everyone I'm meeting here, they're all vegan. So now yeah. I have to buy vegan cheese to – not have okay. to. I mean, I'm being a little mean because I do – now I like vegan cheese and I resent it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's I'm like, I was, I was happy, blind, eating camembert by the wheel, but now, now I have to buy vegan cheese because it's quite nice. How did you go on tour? Because the last time I saw you was a 2019 Canadian Fringe tour. Uh, mm-hmm. We were on the road together from a, for, for a couple of cities. How do you find, um, you know, with dietary restrictions on the road? I always find it tough and I don't have any. <laughs> um, it's actually very hard for me and I don't have to try it all. <laughs> um, no, it's a, yeah, it's super tough. I think it's more than anything expensive because I've also traveled a lot Um and yeah, especially when you're on the road anywhere for whatever reason, the easiest thing is to just grab a baguette or like, you know, bread yeah. and cheese and, and chomp down. But it's very hard to find gluten, gluten-free stuff. It is easier now. There's more, more than now, more than ever is there gluten-free products available in many places. So I'm very gracious. But I was actually talking to this morning to a friend where in the past, because it was so rare to find gluten-free anything, as soon as I saw like, hey, this brownie's gluten-free at this coffee shop, I'd go, oh, I, I simply must get it. Like, oh, this is so rare. It is a treasure. I'm, I need to eat it. But now at, everywhere has at least one gluten-free option, I feel. So, but I'm still in that headset of like, oh, it's special. I must, I, I'm special. so full, but me. I still must eat. Yes, for me especially. I must promote them with my dollar. Uh, so I just end up eating and the sugariest brownies and I'm yeah. feeling very ill. But um, still, still good. And now you're in Scotland, the vegan capital of the world, apparently. Yeah. 
Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'd love to get into what your word is because it is a great one. But as my guest, you do get to ask me one question. It can be as serious or as silly as you like, and I'll give you as honest an answer as I possibly can. Kate, the floor is yours. What would you like to ask? Okay. Just, this isn't your question, but I wanted to, um, recently I ran a, a, my family Zoom question night and I am always the question master and I recently, I don't know if this, I had a mole removed and, um, okay. uh, and it got infected. And so one right. of my, the big question for my family Zoom night after asking about the capital of countries and population, what's the highest mountain in Scotland? And I was like, okay. And final question, does this look infected to you? <laughs> Should I be worried about this? You guys think I need to call my doctor? And they all went, yes. Um, oh, good. No, no points were given out. Um, or at least I have your best interests at heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean if, it, if in question, usually get a che- get it checked out. I know. But um, don't we all need a little drama in our lives? <laughs> yeah, that's true. A little excitement. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen the next day. Will there be another day? Let's find out. <laughs> like, ooh, is this a... a also, just quickly, because of pandemic, you have to – I email my doctor things. So they were like, great, uh, it's infected. Can you just send us a picture? So then oh, I have to fun. send my doctor a picture of my open wound. Subject line, <laughs> subject line, you're like, I don't know what to put as my – subject line, infected wound. And I was like, this is the most Question metal mark? email I've ever sent. <laughs> like, <laughs> incredible. Um and again, the doctor was like, yeah, that's infected. So, okay, my question for you is, um, and this is something that I asked uh, with Infamous a lot, the show that I, well, <laughs> used to run. Um, mm-hmm. It's what is one of the moments that you feel in your life have defined you, like a defining moment for your identity or a realization that you were maybe different or like a moment that you feel made you who you are? Oh, wow. Um, that is Excellent question. And follow up. Does this look infected to you? Does this look infected? <laughs> Is this a rash? Um, all right. Two, two spring to mind, and they're both um, moments in performance because um, mm. I feel that's a big part of my identity. One of them is appearing uh, in the first role I ever appeared in in primary school or elementary school uh, in grade, mm, I want to say grade four, and I was in a production of Cinderella for the school assembly. And I played the title role of Cinderella in a parallel universe. And that was uh, a a moment of a teacher finding a a shy kid in a class and shoving him in front of everyone (laughs) and me going, ooh, laughter, applause. Mm. So that's one. The second one would be, uh, flash forward uh, many, many years, uh, Montreal Fringe, the 13th hour, which is the late night after party. And um, it was my first time in Canada, first time in Montreal, first Canadian fringe. I was just a witty little boy. Mm. And um, my company, Weeping Spoon, we, we got quite chummy with the hosts, which were at the time was the uh, uncalled for dudes. Oh, um, yeah, Matt and the gang. Matt Goldberg and Andrew yes. Yates and um, all yes. those awesome dudes. Um, and we got quite chummy with them. And we had, I ended up being like a special guest like host on that show. And that was the beginning of an addiction to Canadian fringes that is <laughs> currently coursing through my veins and I really, really want to get back to. So those are those uh, are two moments. Yeah. Uh, that's good. What do you, like, why do you think those two moments, like what kind of connects those? Obviously they're both performing, but they seem very different. They were, I think they were both moments of 
discovering performance, but dis- the first one was just discovering performance in general and just being like, oh, I like being in front of a crowd and that's kind of where mm-hmm. I feel comfortable. The second was the first time I was like, what is this Canadian fringe thing? Uh, which I feel comes up on almost every episode of this podcast <laughs> these days just because I miss you guys so much. Um, <laughs> He's obsessed. But um, it really that really that particular year was the beginning of like a love affair with, you know, summer camp for adults. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you? But enough about really, me. Enough about no, me. No, no, no. Wait, wait. One more question. <laughs> okay. Because, all right. Because you were a shy kid, and then you got yeah. on stage as Cinderella. Did you? Do you think you stopped beca- being a shy kid afterwards, or were you just you still shy, but then you came alive and were you more yourself on stage? Um, I think I was more myself on stage, but it helped my my regular life as well because I went off. Oh, I can use comedy and jokes yeah. to you know come out of my shell a bit and you know get people to like me. Sorry, comedy is a defense mechanism. I've never uh, heard of that before. Get out of here! I've Stop! Ne- <laughs> no, no, what no, do no, you no. mean? <laughs> uh, you get me. You're my people, Kate. <laughs> Canadians. Uh, now you have picked the word this week, which is lonesome. Mm. Um, and you were tossing up between a few different variations on the word, but you stuck on lonesome, and I love it. Why did you decide to pick that word? Okay, so, and the reason why I didn't want to put lonely is because I think we are terrified. We are yeah. terrified and want to avoid even the word lonely, loneliness, being alone. And um, I fully embraced it this year because I'm single. I moved countries, cut all ties, you know, with everything, mm-hmm. moved to a country where I knew no one. And now my only friends are people that, you know, I've been able to only meet by distance. Um, so, and I, uh, being a writer and extroverted, but also so good at daydreaming and being a completely introverted internal, uh, I, I really lasted a lot of the pandemic being like, okay I mean a lot of bad stuff happened last year but like you know in terms of being alone I was like you know this isn't bad but then I think around a year of pandemic so just in March it hit me full-on of I haven't performed in a year I haven't connected with people for a year I have no reason or deadline to create no live audience to feed off of I actually don't know who I am without that I don't know if I'm good at that oh my gosh like spiraling and I kind of just realized that the main feeling I was feeling is like, I am so, I'm so lonely. And, and I feel like I understand for the first time elderly folk in nursing homes and that feeling of just like people being alone and needing you just like, I want someone to uh, younger to call me once a month and, and yeah, talk to wow. me about things. And, yeah. and I, I kind of started telling friends about that. I was like, you know what I figured out? I just, I've never been so alone. And that I'm, I say it like that because I'm like, this is great. I figured it out. I've just accepted my loneliness and it is amazing how uncomfortable people get when you, <laughs> because we related to like desperation and being, oh my God, she's hungry. She's going to steal all my, she's just, you know, it, um, we have all these connotations so negative about admitting that you're lonely. Cause it's like, well, why, what's wrong with you? Um, why are you a single dad who's divorced and like is a bad person? And that's why yeah. you have no friends. But it's like, no, I just, because, you know, it's re- a really lonely time. And I think admitting it and owning it is the only way to then go, oh, what can I do to connect? Um, yeah. 
And because that's it. Otherwise, if you just, if I hadn't admitted it to myself, I think I would still, like now I've signed up to volunteer for places and be that person who calls older people, which in like finding these new opportunities and okay, well, can I go on more dating apps and just like meet for coffee? Can I do like, in what way can I connect and use the state of mind to reach out and, and fix that loneliness? Because unless I admit it to myself, I'm not going to be able to overcome it. That is really cool. It's good to see um, of all the crazy things that have been happening in the world and all the very, very low lows over the last 12 months, especially the, the amazing positives that people are finding from the way the world currently is. And I can totally relate. Like I've, I've lived uh, by myself for, for seven years. I love it. I love living alone. And yeah. last year, especially, especially, you know, obviously things here in Australia and Western Australia are almost back to quote unquote some form of normal now but you know one year ago we had lockdown for a couple of months and during that time a lot of people kind of checking in seeing if I was okay and I was like it's not really that different for me you guys yeah. like I'm yeah. I'm so used to being in my own space I love you know having my own space my own time to myself um I talk to all my friends online and you know the main difference is now I just can't go out if I want to yeah um, just the choice yeah, it's just having that choice taken away. So it really did, you know, make a lot of people reassess where they want to be, who they want to be with and who yeah. they want around them. And I think that's for the most part for the better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think at the end of the day, there's nothing, there's nothing good. I, 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 it's <laughs> as it goes, uh, <laughs> spiral net right in front of you. Um I think I uh, gave an interview, I don't know how many months ago, but where I was talking about the pandemic and I and they were asking me about comedy and pandemic. And I said, look, there's nothing funny about the pandemic or coronavirus or anything. It's 100% bad. But like our habits and how we're changing, like that's hilarious. The amount that we're trying to cope and find tools and me and all my friends are finding out we have ADHD, like because all of our tools and masks are taken away and you're like, oh my gosh. That, that, <laughs> um, I've actually had a couple of friends have the exact same thing. They're like, yeah, I'm on ADHD medication now. And it's great. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Whatever, but, whatever works with I got a screen. My th- it was amazing because well, well, uh, anyway, well, one week my therapist was like, "Hey, do you mind if like I record our sessions just for me?" Because he's a PhD student. Uh, right. It was like anyway, this counseling program, and I was like, "Yeah, no worries." Um, and then the next week, he just opens with, "So, have you ever thought that you have ADHD?" And I was like, "Oh, I know you. Why you wanted to record this?" <laughs> like, uh, and we went through the screening, and it was interesting because all the questions were, "Are you good at organization?" I said, "Well, yes, I'm actually amazing at." organization, Sean, mm-hmm. because I have a daily to-do list and a weekly schedule and a wall calendar with the whole year on it that I can plan ahead. And I have an app and I use Google. And so look how organized I am. And he went, okay, so you realize you're having to do a lot of work just for like basic organization. And I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. I'm actually terrible at it, but I've just like learned to all of these tools and coping mechanisms to make me. And I still mess. I mean, today I at 11 a.m. was ready to meet you because I just looked up UK versus Australia time, forgetting right. that you lived in Perth. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. We, we have more than just the one time zone. Australia is actually pretty big. This is what I keep forgetting. Yeah. It's so wide, such a wide country. It's very wide. We got a lot of nothing in the middle, but there's fun things on the edges. <laughs> to me, the map of Australia is just Sydney and then uh, your house. Those are the only two things that yeah, that's, have that's, that's how most people see it, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I liked about the fact that you picked lonesome 
over lonely is lonesome to me as opposed to lonely, which has sort of an ear of sadness about it. Lonesome mm-hmm. to me, like I picture, you know, like the lone cowboy riding into this into the sunset, you know, yeah. uh, you know, no ties to the world and, you know, no agenda until he hits the next town. There's something there's something cool about lonesome. Yeah, you know what? For sure, the connotation is better. And I think that's what I also said at the beginning was, yeah, having some at the end makes it a little more, a little, a little more slippery. Like you can't hold on to it. You're like, I'm some, I'm some alone. I'm just lonesome. And it's also you, you talking made me realize that it's it's almost more of a verb. It's like an action. I'm lonesome. I, they are mm. a lonesome person. So it's kind of something that you can wear, whereas lonely feels like a, more like a noun. Even it's look. Is gra- grammar wise a mess, but um, it feels <laughs> it feels like an identity. It's like oh, I am lonely versus I'm lonesome. Is it just feels mm. like lonely? You have to. That's who I am, and then lonesome feels kind of something that's like fleeting, passing that you can outgrow it, or not even outgrow, but just yeah, you know, shift along with it. When we are allowed to uh, be around a bunch of people again in your end of the world, um, what do you think you're most looking forward to is it um sort of getting back into the the live performance side of things or are there sort of new new endeavors that you're sort of looking forward to branching out into yeah i mean a bit of everything i honestly can't there's a 50 50 i can't wait to get back into performing and stand up and having a reason to constantly create new things and push myself to think of new ways of thinking about what I'm feeling because my stand-up is very, very personal. Um, yeah. But then the other half of my brain goes, mm, actually, because as soon as I start doing stand-up, that's when I'll have to do stand-up. Like I, I'll hustle. I want to have to – I want to hustle. I want to make – you know, because I don't have my Montreal name anymore, I have to kind of rebuild from scratch. So I'm kind of like holding off on it because as soon as you start, you have to hit the ground running. So I'm kind of almost yeah. okay that there aren't shows and uh, feeling like that. To be honest, I'm just, the, I'm excited to get out of a student visa and onto a real visa so I can actually work. Hooray, uh, money. Hours, yeah, you know. Um, but I'm also trying to use the time to say, hey, you're not really able to work, but for once in your life, can you say, do what you say you're going to do and pretend like your work is creating all of these scripts for your ideas and having, okay, just write 10 scripts and have those as your portfolio because I am a queen of starting something and then Mm -hmm. being really motivated by a new idea and starting that. I feel we are eventually realizing we are the same person and I'm excited (laughs) and terrified. I mean, I have dyed my hair to be more like you. Yeah. And is that an Australian accent I detect? (laughs) Don't. I'm not falling into this trap. What if I, how about this? I'll give you, I'll give you, every time a, a Canadian tries to do the Australian accent, I give them one sentence to copy. Yeah. Great. Um, and then they just give it their best shot. Good. For it, everyone it? listening, I want you to know that uh, I my arm has been twisted behind my back uh, and I'm being forced to do this mm-hmm. against the myself. Sen- the sentence is, okay. can you go out the back and fetch me a paper I'm thinking of selling my Tirana. This is a long sentence. So can you go out the back, meaning backyard, fetch yeah, me yeah, the yeah. paper, well, I, the, newspaper, <laughs> right? I'm breaking it down. Meaning, the that, meaning I get. Yeah. Because I want to sell my... I'm thinking. Back, yeah. Fetch me a paper. paper. Fetch I'm me a paper. Of, yeah, I'm thinking of selling my Tirana. And uh, what's the last word? I'm thinking of selling my Tirana. It's a kind of car. Tirana. 
Good. It sounds like you're saying think, Toronto. Like it sounds like Toronto. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm for that, and I think you'll be fine. Right. Can you give it to me one more time? Can you go out the back, fetch me the paper? I'm thinking of selling my Toronto. Can you go out the back, fetch me a paper? This is so British. Ugh. I'm thinking of selling my Tirana. I'm thinking of selling it, my Tirana. That's not, the end was pretty good. It started British, but yeah. you, you acclimatized as you went. Just like <laughs> the first it? fleet and the convicts <laughs> that stole this country from the indigenous people. Hooray for Britain. Uh, yeah, the, and then just cue the saddest uh, God save the queen, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> on a recorder <laughs> from someone blowing too hard. Um, just slightly um, out of key. <laughs> have you seen the show Staff Let's Flats? I have not. Okay, just for anyone, please go see it. Uh, it's, it's so funny, uh, Jamie Dimitriou. And the problem is is that uh, his accent that he does on that, uh, I, I, I – that's my only British accent, and it's right. awful. And he's like, "Oh, so wild! How something is like this?" And it's so. And now <laughs> that's the only British accent I can do. And I do think it is. Um, I it doesn't make friends. That's for sure. No, but you know, it, it, it it's a point of of interest at least. Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, um, hey, this is my new personality. Look at the, look what I can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm wacky. <laughs> um, we've talked about lonely. We've talked about lonesome. The way the world is changing, coping with being with oneself. Um, how mm. can we use all of this and perhaps other things to make the world a better place? Do you think, Kate Hammer? Well, I think that in every way, trying to externally make things better does need to take a lot of self care. And it's hard to self care. It's hard to relax. I don't even know if yeah. I have ever relaxed in my life, but using, um, just embracing, embracing it. I think we run away from hard feelings and even the people who are emotionally really in touch uh, or, and, and giving, and they're really, you know, your friend who, who listens to you and is so good at giving advice, like check in on them. They're probably, you know, I think it's hard for us to go internal. So, but the sooner that we can maybe accept and take away the, the stigma around young people feeling lonely and maybe that has to tie in with lack of purpose or feeling of hopelessness and like all these things accepting that to then kind of like use it as a I think loneliness is a trampoline yeah um I like that not a warm gun it's a, it's a trampoline and, right. and you use it to bounce you into something that would be like okay great yeah can I volunteer can I uh what's a new friend I can make or like join a group of something. I think it's so many ways to connect if we just uh, kind of accept it and, and make ourselves do that. Yeah. I think a part of that as well, using the advantages of this sort of forced isolation, forced lonesomeness as uh, a bit of time for self-reflection, figuring out yeah. who you are and who you want to be going forward. Yeah. This is, this is like a reset button for a lot of people yes. and uh, which is a really good thing for a lot of people. I, I think. You know, I don't like know. I mean, I, I assume everyone else also has a stack of letters of all the people they've wronged in the past and they've just been yeah, able yeah, to, yeah. Go, to go through and I'm about to mail them out and yeah. I'm so sorry. This is the new me. This is the new normal. <laughs> Moving forward, things are going to be Let great. go. Let go. Yeah. No, it is. It's been, I think, uh, definitely a time for to pick up journaling uh, and going out there. But I, I'm just so happy to keep weirding up my friends and making them uncomfortable and admitting that I'm lonely. 
Cause, what uh, is, um, as we, as we sort of have to start wrapping things up, cause as mm-hmm. you know, this podcast only goes for 25 it's minutes. Only for 25 minutes. Um, you set the expectation right off the bat. That's right. What is, what is one thing, uh, one new thing you would like to do, discover, uh, or put out into the world in the next 12 months, let's say. Okay. So I had this idea for a musical about a mop and this mop would have to overcome, uh, anyway, uh, it's really, it's going to be really, really good. And it's the the stupidest thing I've ever written and will continue to write. And, and the bar is high. And the bar, <laughs> wait, what, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think with all, because I'm doing a, a master's in TV writing, this is, uh, it's just do the stupid thing. You know, we all kind of think about, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I did this? Well, just do it because it's so nice to put your energy into something fun and meaningless. And, but at the same time I reached out and now a bunch of people are going to come in and be a part of this project. And I want to talk to you about it afterwards. <laughs> but, like, about a man that lives inside another man's beard. Just do it. <laughs> then um, we'll have a crossover on- episode. I look forward to the mop musical. Um, Kate, if people want to find you online and uh, reach out and then check out what yes. you're up to, where can they find you on the internets? On all platforms, I'm Kate the Hammer, at Kate the Hammer. Remember that name, kids. <laughs> Kate, and thanks so much. It's been so lovely to see you again and have a chat, and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for running an amazing podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Morning, Mrs. Strawberry. If you'd like to help this podcast grow, you can do all those amazing things like subscribe, write a review, rate it, and of course, share it around the world. You can find the podcast at anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all good podcast apps. I'd like to say a massive thank you to Cosmo Bones for the brand new logo and encourage you, dear listener, to get in contact if you would like to be part of the show and help make the world better, one word at a time.